Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business. Now, here is your host, internet brand strategist, Sandra Beck. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and we've got an outstanding show today. We're going to visit today with Nancy Yearell. She wrote this great book that came across my desk a couple months ago called Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You, and it's about learning to use universal energy to change your life. And, you know, it's a great primer uh, if you're just getting into using energy to build your business, and we've done shows on energy medicine before, but today we're going to talk some real um, practical uh advice for entrepreneurs. And I'm just going to share, uh, before I bring Nancy on, I'm going to just set the stage for today's conversation. Um, when I went through my divorce, I had a foreclosure on one of my properties um, and I kept my main residence. My mom passed away. Uh, my ex-husband aligned with someone else and who worked for me. So that was very painful. And, um, and my kids went through all sorts of things and I was dragged through a really ugly uh, custody and financial battle. And so I would get afraid going to the mailbox because there'd be bills I couldn't pay. I wouldn't open them and I would delay them. Even sometimes I had a credit balance, but I still wouldn't open them. And there were mistakes that I made because I was going through a lot of emotion at the time. And I got beat up pretty good emotionally, financially, um, and physically, uh, went through court for that too. Um, and all this energy kind of stayed stuck with me. And now, eight years later, I'm building my business. My business is solvent. It's thriving. It's wonderful. I love it. Everything I could ask for, I can pay my bills with ease, which is which is which just fills me with gratitude. But every once in a while, my company hits a speed bump or it hits a, you know, kind of crashes in a corner. And I have to um, fix that stuff. But the process I go through, and this is where Nancy Yearout is going to come and talk to me. I call it crisis energy. She calls it fear energy. But basically what happens to me is my heart pounds. I get tense. I, I try to go into my whole avoidance, everything like binge, video game playing, hiking like a lunatic all over the mountains, anything I can do. Um, but I don't sit down. I don't buckle down and get to the solution because all this fear energy has to go and somewhere and I want to learn how to deal with it. And I know we all have fear energy and it doesn't matter where it comes from. And it's something that entrepreneurs, especially, and this is coach talk radio. So we're entrepreneurs, solopreneurs and uh, telecommuters working at home. We're more isolated than in a big corporate environment. So our own fears can really play a trick on us. So Nancy Yearout is here today to speak with us because she is not only an author, a spiritual life coach, a motivational speaker, she's got great faith, and that's um, one of the things uh, I uh, find really intriguing because I lean on faith a lot. And when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of grow as fast as you can grow in, in this little, like, you know, hypertropic vacuum. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Nancy to the show. And Nancy, tell us just a little bit about your background. Then we're going to start talking about kind of managing fear, anxiety, and, and you know, not going into crisis mode. Yeah. Thanks for having me on too. I'm looking forward to today. Um, yeah, I 
with also I'm, I'm also in business i'm a real estate broker i still sell real estate i learned a lot about energy uh single mom two kids uh learned how to draw things to myself how to draw business to myself and um you know i've had the fear energy also um but i've learned how to turn it around you know we all get this way nobody's perfect it happens to everyone and i do want to mention really quickly um sandra that you are clearing out i don't know if you realize realize this or not but the universe has a way of helping us clean house and i just want to say when you were telling your story you know what the universe was doing was helping you clean house and kind of start over. And you're at a like such a great place right now. Aren't you glad you cleaned house with all with all that that happened to you? I mean, I know it was painful to go through, but look where you're at now, you know? I do. And I will say for anybody going through an awful, ugly divorce or a foreclosure, or in my case, I was in real estate at the time and the real estate market turned. And so my I got stuck in one of my investments and my my job pretty much evaporated, um, you know, in my real estate company. So yeah, there was a lot of clearing going on and it felt uh, Nancy, it felt like an ocean wave, like another wave hitting you. Financial, dogs died, yeah. mother died, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Right. And if somebody had said to me during this kind of, really, it was a five-year plan or five-year universal plan of clearing out. Not all of it happened at once, like five or six things happened in one year, and then it just, you know, went. Um, but if somebody had said eight years later, you would be happy, you would be thriving, your kids would be wonderful, um, you'd be making more money than you could imagine, and you would love what you do every day. Yeah, I would have told you you are banana splits, baby. <laughs> I would have you laughed know at you. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And I feel and I have had the same experience. And I'll throw it out there. And um, that's how I ended up writing this book. I always thought I'd write this book when I was like in my. 80s or something and tell people how to use the energy. I was so busy like you doing real estate and when everything came to a, a halting crash, I was devastated, honestly. And I'm a very successful business person and I always thought that no matter what, I would be the one that could sell something <laughs> even if the market crashed, right? And I was just stunned similar to what your situation, not as traumatic, but you know, it was a big deal. But if I wouldn't have gone through this situation, if the universe wouldn't have stopped that business, I wouldn't have written this book. I really wouldn't have because I would have continued on. I wouldn't have learned all the lessons that I've learned over the past, gosh, eight years myself. Um, married a wonderful man. I'm doing wonderful work. Yeah, I still do some real estate, but I'm doing some stuff right now that's really helping people. And like you, I feel, you know, um, you, you have to go, maybe you have to go through some of the hard stuff to get to the good stuff, but you're asking me how to stay positive and how to, how to keep it going. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, faith, um, you know, you think, well, why is this happening to me? I've done nothing wrong. And the universe has a plan for us. And sometimes we just don't know. And if you can just have faith in yourself and faith in what's going on and know that, you know, the good will come out of this, that's half of it, you know? 
Oh, oh my God, it's like 95% of it. You know, there were times, you know, you talk about faith and we're going to use faith as a belief in a higher power and everybody can define it for themselves and argue on Facebook. We're not going to do that here. We're going <laughs> right. to, we're just going to say faith, you know, and for me, um, Nancy, there was a point at which I just totally surrendered. And, you know, I have a friend in AA and he's always telling me, it's like, you got to surrender, so you got to surrender. Well, I didn't know what that means. So the waves had to knock me down till I was like on my knees. And finally I did surrender. I, I remember the day I was um, just so overwhelmed and I laid down on my floor in my bedroom because I was just, I was done, Nancy, like done, done, done. And I said, you know what, God, you got it from here. I am doing everything I know how to do. I'm doing everything in my power. I'm, I'm living honestly and openly and freely and kindly. And I'm using the gifts you gave me, but, but you got to do something like you got to pick it up from here. And, and it was really weird because that night I slept good. And then I got up the next morning and things were different. And it was as simple as asking for help. And you can say it's the universe or God or Jesus or Buddha, or I don't know, your spirit dog, whatever it is. But the fact of the matter was, is once I let it all go and just did what I could do and knew what I needed to do, I found this great centering piece. Right. And I could make decisions. I could do things because the, the, pressure wasn't all on me. It was shared now. And as an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, you know, there's a lot of pressure on shoulders. I agree. And, you know, people have gotten away from um, our spiritual side. And that's another huge um, reason that I'm doing what I'm doing now. I realized throughout my business that faith has a lot to do with um, my life. And just like you said, you had all the weight on your shoulders. And when you believe in a higher power, and you can, again, you can call it whatever you want. I believe that that weight is lifted, just as you said, with yourself. It happened for me, too. The more faith that I've had, the better my life has become, because I have faith that the universe only wants the best for us. Let me just say that. People don't realize, sometimes when things happen, Obviously, they're happening for a reason, and you may think it's the worst thing ever, but maybe it puts you in a position to do what you're supposed to do. You know, we all have a path, and we all have, um, we're all here for a reason, and uh, it takes a lot of us a long time to figure out why we're here and what we're supposed to do. But I think if we're honest and we're decent and we really try and we do have faith and we do listen to the energy coming from the universe, we can get on the right path. And that's what I talk about in my book, how to stay on the right path, the signs, how do you know if you're on the right path? And you knew that you were, you know, not in the right place, but you just didn't know where to go. But when you ask, and that's another thing, Sandra, I just want to mention, people don't ask. You have to ask. Don't be afraid to ask. There, Don't think it's weird or don't think you're talking to nobody. You are. The vibration of your words goes out into the universe, and I talk about this. Whenever you say the universe picks up. It picks up on that vibration. We're made of energy. So when you verbalize and when your thoughts go out into the universe, when you think positive thoughts, you receive positive uh, responses. When you're afraid and you have that fear energy, the universe gives you back exactly what you put out. So if you're afraid, then that fear energy is going to keep circulating, you know, and I think you've learned that and a lot of people don't realize this. 
Well, and I need to take us to commercial break uh, shortly, but one of the big indications I think that things are not working is your whole life feels like you're a bulldozer pushing mud up a hill and it keeps sliding down and you keep pushing the mud up. At least that's how it felt for me. And I like to give a feeling because most of the time we're so busy running around like, you know, chickens with our head cut off and everybody around us are chicken littles that the sky is falling. And if you find that you're pushing, 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 and you're pushing this uphill mud flow, you know, that's a really good indication that that you might not be on the right path. We're going to talk about some more indications like that and what we can do about it. And when we definitely, you know, when life smacks us right in the face with a dead fish, you know, what can we do about it? And what are some tricks? Because, you know, these techniques have been around for the ages and we might as well employ them because what does it hurt? When we come back from the break, we're going to talk more with Nancy Year Out and her book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. We'll be back after the break. Gabrielunzi bear caught rummaging through a refrigerator in an apartment in Colorado. The tenant heard noises coming from the kitchen and saw a bear with his head in the fridge looking for anything it could eat. What's a word for food that's unfit for human consumption? Ma wallop. The tenant locked himself in his bedroom and called for help. What's a word for the fear of bears? Ursophobia. We have lots of bears near our Colorado cabin, and we have been told that pepper spray will keep them away. But the idea that it would keep a 500-pound grizzly bear from attacking seems ridiculous to me. I think I'll try the pepper spray on myself and hope the bear doesn't like spicy foods. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to Weight Watchers, researchers have found a connection between couples and weight. Not only do women and men who are married and live together tend to gain weight at similar times, they are also more likely to achieve better results if they tackle weight loss as a couple. Why is that? First, married people tend to eat together, and they may be eating more when dining together than if eating alone. Secondly, the newly married person may have less motivation to stay thin. In a single world, they want to maximize their attractiveness, and that includes a healthy body weight. Couples working to lose weight and keep the weight off encourage each other's progress and help each other through the challenges that come with losing weight. That improves the odds of weight loss success and better health. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. Hey, guys.
Guys and Dolls. This is Sandra Beck, and we're visiting today with Nancy Yearout, the author of Wake Up, the Universe is Speaking to You. Um, Nancy, my experience was not kind of Wake Up, the Universe is Speaking to You. It was like, slap, 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 slap. Like, do you get it now? Slap, 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 slap. Do you get it now? And, it, you know, it was a process for me. It wasn't like I woke up one morning, even though I had that epiphany with faith. Um, you know, I, I didn't, you know, it, it was a process uh, getting to that. And, um you know, boy. Uh, and yes, Karina, our producer is manifesting a man. That's why man is in the word manifestation. So yes, your wish will come true. Um, and so uh, we're talking today with Nancy year out. And one of the things, Nancy, that I found really difficult was I didn't get it. Like I didn't learn these universal lessons. You know, it took me five, eight years to learn some of these things. And once I did, like I got it and I got it good because uh, there's a great book about doubt that I'm reading that says once you can see things clearly, you can't unsee them. Ann Tucker wrote that. And I agree with, uh, you know, once you see it, you can't unsee it. But when you're in the process, when you're in the process of change and growth, which we, you know, kind of molt every couple of years anyway, um, at least, you know, energetically and spiritually, when you're in the mix of it, like when you're in the trenches, when you're fighting the battle, like what can you do to shift it? Like, what could I have done to make the learning process easier? Because it's not like I was stubborn and not willing to learn. Yeah, you just I didn't just, know what to do. Right. I didn't, didn't know what to know do. What to do. You, you, yeah, you can't know what you don't know. Yeah, and I was lucky. I was in New Mexico, which is a very spiritual place. Uh, a lot of Native Americans there who taught me a lot of cool things. Um, I learned to clear my house with sage, which a lot of people don't know that you can clear your house with white sage. You can clear your car. You know, um, again, being a real estate broker, I would put people in my car. And you can clear your boat. Uh, what, what it is is white sage, uh, the smoke. It's the properties within the smoke that will clear negative energy. So when you walk into your house or your office, and you got to do your office when people aren't there, you can actually go in and sage it. And I always say something like, bless my house, negative energy go, positive energy stay. And make sure you open a window or a door so that the negative energy has somewhere to go. And you can clear your space. Now, if you're in an office and you know there's people around and you can't use sage, you can use frankincense you aromatherapy is big you just get a diffuser another thing you can do is cinnamon very simple cinnamon has the properties within the steam so if you uh, put cinnamon on the stove boiling water maybe a couple tablespoons actually three or four let that steam seep out into the house or your office or wherever you're at that will also clear the energy a lot of things that here's what people don't realize we are made up of energy we have energy fields that's who we are so people don't realize that they need to clear their energy fields because what happens is when you're around negativity for a long period of time that negativity can actually it attaches itself to you meaning that you know, if you're around negative people, it starts to become, you start to feel kind of uh, sluggish. It can actually bring down your immune system because what's happening is the negative energy gets into the tissue and the bones. And unless it's released, it builds. And over time, I really believe that's how a lot of disease is, um, you know, 
gets into the body. And I've seen this happen. Uh, there's so many things we can do. Massage is one. My husband and I just went for a massage uh, for Valentine's Day. And let me tell you, it's the best thing in the world because you're releasing all that negative energy that's in your body. Another thing you can do is meditation. It's so easy. Just sit down 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be a 30-minute meditation. You don't have to go anywhere. I mean, just get one of these CDs, you know, that you can balance your chakras. Um, Doreen Virtue has a wonderful balancing uh, of your chakras that you can get, and I'll do that. I have something that I read, and it's not out there, and it's not ooey-gooey, but it's in my book. And I say it, you know, any negative energy basically that's coming towards me from anybody out there, and I won't get specific, and I say my little mantra, and I burn it, because that, and whether it um, is just pulling in that negative energy that people have shot to me, because don't think that can't happen either, you know, there's a lot of people out there shooting negative energy at each other, it kind of clears that stuff away. It's the power of your intention. So if you have an intention to clear your energy fields and you have the intention to clear your space, you can really make a difference. And that's where we need to start. That's where everybody needs to start, if that helps. Well, and I think, um, you know, like I have a lot of energy and as a result, and I have my finger in a lot of pies. Don't you think that setting an intention just requires a few minutes of quiet time? Like we don't have to, we don't have to go bananas. Like really, I, I got all weird when I was trying to clear energy and I was saging and candles and, and I don't know, all sorts of bath stuff. I was trying to do too much. And I found that if each like, and this was just me. So, you know, you can tell people if you think you should be done differently. But what I did was I employed one thing a week, like on Mondays, like, you know, or Sunday nights, I actually did it when I would plan for my work week, I would do one sort of little mini ritual, it took like five minutes, no big deal, it wasn't expensive. But I did a ritual clearing every Sunday night when I did my work planning for the week, I just I had it like a to do. Yeah. Um, and it, it unfolded, like after, you know, a couple of weeks, I'm like, hey, there's something to this after a couple of months i'm like wow this is great well here's the thing you can feel first of all clear your house um whether you do it with cinnamon or sage i love white sage just do it once you have done it you can walk into your house i usually do it once a month because i can tell i can feel it if you're intuitive enough and you use your intuition, you can feel if the energy feels really heavy. And just and if you can't, that's fine. Clear it anyway once a month. That's a good rule of thumb. As far as sea salt baths, I mean, every couple, you know, I would do at least two a week. You know, you want to get in the bathtub with some sea salt. And you can also use sugar scrub. It doesn't matter, either or. But the thing is, you're making an attempt to relax. And you're giving yourself a little time. And you're concentrating on clearing your energy fields. Because whether we want to talk about it, people don't talk about it. We are made up of energy. And we need to get that yucky stuff out. And yes, so once a month, I think, to clear your house, um, a couple sea salt baths or sugar scrubs during the week. Once a month, get a massage, please, because, you know, just if you did those simple things and as far as meditation goes, you know, and the massage is tax deductible. Yeah, there you go. But the thing and even like meditation, when I sit down for 10 minutes, honestly, and I just quiet my mind, which is you and I are both type A personalities, very difficult for us to sit quiet for 10, 15 minutes. It's the hardest thing in the world for me to do. But I've learned that when I do it, and I actually quiet my mind, that I get really good information. And it helps me in my business. 
Wow. I see. And I found that incorporating these things, like I say to my office, I have certain things that I have. I have this little, like my manifestation fishbowl. It's so funny. I throw things in there. There's like a watch in there. So I'll have more time. There's money in there. So I'll make money. And, you know, I've got different things. I put two do two things in there for my kids, you know, and then I like, I take the bowl and I shake it around in a circle and then I put it back on my desk. And, you know, sometimes I pretend to drink from it. You know, it's like it, these little rituals for, um, for some of us, they help us focus. Like for me, I'm a little bit like, you know, the dog chasing shiny hubcaps. I can chase hubcaps and, you know, get distracted. So if I have these little things, I don't know how much it is the things themselves, but it helps me focus on something. When I threw my watch in the fishbowl, when I threw some coins in a dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill, I put in the fishbowl, you know, and I put some other stuff in there. It helped me focus on my intention because I think focus is a big part of intention. too. Right. Right. And didn't you. So what you're doing is you're kind of doing what people do with a vision board. You're using a fishbowl, which is very cool. And what you're doing is you're it's the act of the intention. Again, that vibration, you know, you're telling the universe I need time. And let me tell you something. I've actually asked for more time and I think I've got it. So I asked the angels. I talk about angels a lot too. And and I always ask, and I was like, oh, I'm late for work. Can you make me get there on time? And I've gotten there on time. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But as far as your fishbowl, it's the intention. So you're telling the universe, I need more money, or I'm telling the universe what I want. And that's where you have to put the intention out there. You have to ask. It's the energy that you're projecting. And so that's why vision boards work so well. You know, if you want to go on vacation, put up on your vision board where you want to go and look at it every day. Well, and it works for like the man in your life or the woman in your life or the job you want. And I just want to share with everybody because I'm a copycat. You know, I'm really not good at originating stuff, but I'm really good at copying. So I'm (laughs) going to tell everybody what's in my fishbowl right now. Um, I have a little uh, heart necklace with three hearts on it for me, myself and my kids so that we're all surrounded by love. I have a watch. I have my um, Adidas blue watch in there. I have a $100 bill. Then I have three different rocks one that represents love one that runs represents health and prosperity then i have an angel in there for my mom then i have this um (laughs) you're gonna love this i have this thing i won racing go-karts it's like a metal that (laughs) hangs around so that's my like success talisman and then I have in there um, some seashells and a gold necklace um, that to me represent um, like my connection with the universe and the earth. That's what my seashells are. And my gold necklace is, you know, for me to change my business like the ancient alchemist did from, you know, like turning lead into gold. So, you know, my business felt like lead for a long time. And so I wanted it to transmute or transform into gold so and then I put my old crown from when I was a beauty queen in my 20s on top so (laughs) that's awesome there you go I'll send you a picture Nancy or I'll post it on (laughs) coach talk radio but as goofy as it sounds when I look at that fishbowl and it's just an old fishbowl but it's clear 
I can pick it up and I can look at it and I can focus and I can remember and I can think. And I can't do that when I'm looking at all the charts. You know, I've got charts, I've got planners in my office, I've got headphones hanging everywhere, a Batman clock. You know, none of these things are helping me focus, but my little fishbowl helps me focus. And so I like to share with everybody what it looks like, tastes like, feels like. And I think I'm going to put a skinny Barbie in there to lose weight for the summer season. <laughs> so uh, I need to take a there you go. You I'm know, gonna, let me, let me oh, we gotta go to, hold on. We got to go to commercial okay, break. I'll pick right. It right after the break. You guys aren't going to want to miss this. Um, Nancy and I have so many great tips to help you build your business and create the life you want. And we're going to talk more about vision boards. Let's come back uh, after the break. Nancy Yearout, pick out her book, uh, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. Her last name is spelled Y-E-A-R-O-U-T. And that will bring us out for commercial break. many calories in 45 minutes of yard work as in 30 minutes of aerobics yard work is a total body workout consisting of pushing pulling lifting and carrying using a push mower alone can burn 300 to 500 calories in an hour raking and bagging with a pooking fork that's a fork often used in gardening burns about 330 calories per hour Cleaning and digging with the dibble, that little hand spade, can burn approximately 400 calories an hour. Stay fit by horb-gorbling. That's just puttering around the yard. To me, a perfect summer day is when the sun is shining, the birds are singing, and the lawnmower is broken. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to a recent Gallup poll, 56% of Americans say they want to lose weight. Staying slim is important for a multitude of reasons. If you want or need to lose weight, do it now. Excess pounds lead to a whole host of life-threatening conditions, including heart disease, some cancers, and diabetes. The Journal of the American Dietetic Association reports that obesity is also associated with suppression of immunity, which can leave you more vulnerable to getting sick. The longer you wait, the more prone you are to contract a life-threatening condition. Not only that, being sluggish and having low energy will continue in your life until you get that extra weight off. Find an eating program that works for you and increase your exercise to do more than you're doing now. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond, keeping you healthy, happy, and fit. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Hey, 
guys and dolls. This is Sandra Beck, and we are having so much fun, Nancy. This is like too much fun for me, um, and I'm learning a lot. And I, I can't wait to talk about vision boards and affirmations because, you know, I used to do vision boards. I did them for the first five years of my business, and I stuck them on my wall, and I looked at them, and then I stopped. And I don't know why I stopped. I just stopped. And um, when I was retraining my brain after my divorce and my mom's death, I went I went to a really bad place, Nancy. I I really felt like worthless and lost. I, I didn't know what the point of living was. Not not that I was suicidal, but like when my mom died and I thought, God, she spent her whole life raising us kids, volunteering, doing all these wonderful things. She was a wonderful woman. And then like cancer just rips them away from us. So I had a really big kind of crisis and I had built my businesses and built my homes and built my real estate portfolio. And all of all of that was torn apart in a year between my mom, my business, my foreclosure, my marriage, everything just like, it's like some, the universe took it and just ripped it up and said, okay, you're done with that now. Now start new. Um, and I, I couldn't see the future. I couldn't see, I didn't have a vision. And I tried to make my vision boards um, and they were really painful for me to make because I couldn't see the future. And I, I just, oh my God, I totally imploded. So for people that are in that position or people who are crawling out or people who just want to make a good vision board, what do we need to do to do one? Yeah, and you don't have to get, crazy you don't have to get expensive i actually have a bulletin board and i put where i want to go on vacation or my goals up on that board it's at my desk and i look at it every day i throw some of my grandkids stuff up there too um throw a picture of my husband and myself it's just good karma um anytime i see a good saying or anything that i want to remember you know i put it up there um I just think that people forget, even I forget, you know, and I teach this stuff. Sometimes we forget to do what we teach and, and what we what we need to do is, is what's important to you? I mean, do you want a new house? Do you want a new car? Do you, is it the people in your life? It's interesting. Um, I'm more spiritual now than I think I've ever been. And when we were both talking about that, and I tend to have more pictures of my family up there, whereas before it was the car and the vacation. So I guess we all evolve in a different way and things become more, some things become less important and some things become more important and our vision boards will change in that respect, which is interesting. Um, so I, I think it's important that you have a vision board, that you have something to look at. I love your fishbowl. I think that's a wonderful twist. It's the same thing. It's just putting out the intention. Again, it's the same thing. Whatever we put out to the universe, whatever we think about, and let me give you a really quick story that happened to me, and people will, will get this. I... Uh, collect maps. I like maps. And I went to Cabo St. Lucas and I got a map of Cabo and all of that and stuck it on my wall. And then I picked up a, a, like an old map of Jamaica and it, you know, framed it and stuck it on my wall. I had no intention of going to Jamaica, but you know, there is something to be said about feng shui. So I hung it on my wall and I looked at it for a couple of years and I ended up going to Jamaica. Well, it's almost like you're telling the universe, be careful how you decorate your house, because whatever you put up, you're kind of putting that intention out. You know, this is where I really want to go. And uh, so now I have a, a map of Paris and a picture of Paris because I really want to go to Paris. So that's why I bought it. And that's why I put it on my wall. And I walk by and look and know that my husband and I will go there someday. So pay attention to what you have in your surroundings, because it really does make a difference. 
Well, and it does keep you focused. And, you know, I think I, you know, like a typical type A person, I just, I kind of went crazy. I went and bought like all these magazines and then, then it was getting expensive. And then, and then I didn't have the time to do it. And so um, I think, you know, carving some of that stuff out and, you know, there's some apps and I wanted to ask you about this because I have a vision board app and I, I don't know who made it, but I, you know, I got it on like iTunes or something like that. Um, but I, how it's do you not feel real. about that? Uh-uh. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to draw the line because this is something, a vision board is something that you actually took time and you thought about it. And then you had to cut that piece of paper out. You had to physically, your energy, your hands touch that. It's not the same thing. This is energy, and that's what makes this stuff work. If you want to go on a trip or you want a certain house, then your energy has to put that up on that board. Does that make sense? Well, and I think, you know, like from what I know about like kinesthetics, it's like I know when I type something into my phone, you know, like this is why I don't use my calendar on my phone. If I type it in my phone, I will never remember. You could be like an NCIS agent, like Agent Gibbs promising me a date and the other one promising <laughs> to shoot me and I still wouldn't remember. But if I write it down, if I take that pen and paper down, and I know that has to do with the amount of neural connections we use too, I remember it if I write it down. I don't remember it if I do it on the computer most times or on my cell phone. Yeah, and I tell people when they're looking for love, the best thing to do is make a list of what you're looking for. And I mean, uh, and be... Be careful what you ask for, because I've made the list and not been specific. Be really specific of your words, because I've gotten what I asked for but didn't really want, if that makes sense. So when you're making your list, think of what's really important, you know. And in my list was, you know, I want to make sure he's a, a kind person. And it was important to me that he had hair. <laughs> it was important to me that he loved me for the inside and not the outside. So there were a lot of things. But I wrote it down on paper with ink and I tell people to do this in the same concept that we're talking about with the vision board because the ink is what makes it stick it's the power of your intention it's the energy of you writing these things down your thought process the whole thing that makes these things manifest well and it's you know when you commit to ink it's a big deal and um you know I find um that it's it's really important because I think, too, the process of cutting and pasting and gluing and sticking, you know, which we go back to kindergarten sometimes, to, you know, for that. But in everything I learned, I learned in kindergarten. Um, it also gives you time to think like the thing about the computer and the phones and these, you know, success vision board apps. They're so fast, like you just click and snap and click and snap and click and snap and print. It's like I could complete a whole vision board. And I did, you know, on these iPhone apps. Um, I did a couple of them and then I forgot about them. I forgot to print them. I sent them to myself and never looked yeah. at them again. And not the um, same thing. Not the yeah, same. it's uh -huh. not the same thing. And the and the actual physical vision board that you make, and it looks kind of all goofy and, you know, glued together and um, crafty. And I'm not a crafty person at all. I glue my fingers together uh, with super glue. But I was glad when I did them, you know, and I'm going to do it again. And it's ugly. You know, my vision board was ugly. And that's okay. It was yours. And that's all that matters. It was mine. Right. right. You know, I had a big goofy golden retriever in the corner. And I have a golden retriever now, Sally. And I will say... <laughs> 
<laughs> that when I first moved to Los Angeles, I cut out a picture from one of the real estate magazines, and it was this horse ranch, like 45 minutes north of Los Angeles, of, of Burbank Airport, actually. And I'm like, oh, isn't that beautiful? There's mountains, there's trees, but yet I could still work in the city. I could still be in the entertainment industry. I could do all this stuff. Nancy, I stuck that on my apartment in, in uh, Beverly Hills when I was living there, okay? Little teeny cracker box. Okay. And I moved to another house. Then I moved and built a house. And then I flipped that house. And then I flipped a couple other houses. And then I rolled it all in together. And I bought my current house that I'm in right now as a single mother. And lo and behold, because I had so much pack rat junk, I went through all my boxes and there was this one box marked refrigerator. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to find like some banana that's 14 years old in there. (laughs) But what it was, was old refrigerator magnets, things I had been collecting in the shoebox. Like I would take them off my fridge, but I didn't want to throw them away and I didn't want to give them away. So I put them in this box marked refrigerator. And so in my refrigerator box in there was this crinkled up little picture, you know, from one of the real color real estate magazines, you know, it was all tattered and old, you know, and it was a home in this current neighborhood. And I and you think that's accidental? <laughs> well, I didn't at the time, but I was like, holy bananas, Batman. You know, this is like 15 <laughs> years old. And what are the odds? I mean, Los Angeles is a huge community. There's a huge amount. You know, it's, it's a huge geographic area of all the places to live. And I had set that intention on my fridge when I was in my 20s. And now in my 40s, I'm here. And I was shocked. Right. Right. Well, and that's another thing I talk about in my book and I tell people too, you know, you may ask for something and you may pray for something and you can have all the faith in the world, but if it's not time, if the universe doesn't think it's time for you to have it, you're not going to have it. You know, I wrote down my list and I prayed for a nice man, but it wasn't in my time that my husband came along. It was in our creator's time. Uh, So you can put out the intention, but just know that you'll receive it or something better um, in our creator's time, not yours. Okay. Well, and, and that's it. And, you know, I, I, I at, at the risk of sounding like totally hokey, I feel like I could sing Garth Brooks' um, Unanswered Prayers song right now um, because some of my best prayers have gone unanswered, and I'm so glad. Like, you know, yes, I, I know, I, right? I did. I prayed, 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 prayed to save my marriage. I prayed to save my mom. And, you know, when my mom passed on, I was, I had such mixed emotions because I, I, I missed her terribly, but I was so relieved she wasn't in pain anymore. And that's like what started some of my confusion. And then when I look at my life now and I look at my ex-husband and his wife and his new family, and I'm just like, oh, I dodged a bullet on that one. Like, you know, <laughs> thank you, God, for not answering those prayers. And I'm sure he looks right. at me and thinks, the same thing. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't go both ways in a divorce, but um, I also look at my old life in my old real estate office. And even though there were so many things I loved about it, I so much more love my life now. And so, you know, I really want people that are building their business, building their lives, you know, listening to the show today and, you know, picking up a copy of Nancy Yearout's book, Wake Up, the Universe is Speaking to You. I want you to feel filled with hope. I know you feel like you're getting slammed. Many of you are getting slammed by way wave after wave, but it will pass. It will pass and you will 
come out the other side. And it's a good time when you're getting pounded by these waves to think about what do I really want on the other side? Because your intention, as Nancy said, is everything. Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about affirmations. I'm going to talk about how I use them to really kind of, you know, brainwash myself when I had stinking thinking. Um, But, you know, what are affirmations? How do we use them? And they don't have to be complicated or expensive, and they can be very private, but they are very powerful. So uh, this is Sandra Beck for Coach Talk Radio. If you like what you heard today, you can check us out on iTunes. You can find us at coachtalkradioshow.com. We'll be back after the break talking about how to use and write affirmations. how reindeer survive the severe cold? Well, they snuzzle around for some moss to eat. Moss contains a special chemical that helps keep their body fluids warm. And they're going to have to keep warm if they're going to pull Santa's sleigh every year. Santa's sleigh was originally called a wing doodle. Both male and female reindeer grow antlers, but male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter. I can't help but wonder why Santa's reindeer from Rudolph to Blitzen had male names. Since they had antlers, they would have had to be female. We women should have known only females would be able to drag a hefty man outfitted in a red velvet suit, originally called a hoopin' daddy, all around the world in one night and not get lost. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The American Dental Association estimates that 50% of American adults have some form of periodontal disease. Tooth loss is not the only result. According to Harvard Medical School, gum disease increases the risk of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, chronic respiratory disease, pregnancy complications, and even dementia. Signs of periodontal disease range from gingivitis, which is mild redness and swelling of the gums, to advanced periodontitis, which is complete destruction of the tooth's bony structure. Inflammation caused by bacteria destroys tissue in the mouth and can cause a host of health problems. Preventing periodontal disease by brushing at least twice a day, flossing at night, not smoking, having a healthy diet, and getting regular dental checkups is the right plan of action. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we're visiting today with Nancy Year Out. Wake up, the universe is speaking to you. Now we're going to talk about speaking, writing, doing, creating affirmations, and the power of prayer. And again, you know, duke it out on Facebook, but for the purposes of today's show, we're going to use the word prayer just as prayer. And Nancy, I want to tell you a funny story about my one son. Uh, When we were little, we're in church, and we're sitting there, 
And the uh, pastor stands up and he says, who would like to lead us today in prayer? It was Christmas time. So my little four-year-old raised his hand. And he, the pastor picked on him. He walked up, you know, in front of 250 people, all dressed in their Christmas finery, grabbed that mic, said prayer, and went and sat back down. Oh, good for him. And he <laughs> led us in prayer. And ever since that happened, you know, that was about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. But ever since that happened, I thought, you know what, that's beautiful because the word prayer can mean different things to different people. And we are all welcome to worship in our own way, privately, collectively, as part of a group, as part of an ungroup or whatever it is you want to be. And that's the beauty of the power of prayer. Yeah. And, you know, that's why when people, you know, I always wondered, I started to research more and more from my book and started to think about the energy of prayer and why it works. And of course, you're asking, which is one thing you need to do. You're asking a higher power and you're asking for something that you really need. Most time we don't pray until we really need it. Unfortunately, we should pray every day. The more you pray, the the better off your, your life is actually. But um, yeah, again, it's the intention and it's the vibration. But when a group of people, right, are praying for the same outcome, it's the, you know, again, the vibration is raised because you have that many more souls that are putting out this powerful intention. And that's why prayer really works. Um, I don't really, a lot of people put prayers on Facebook and I think it's fine. Uh, the thing is, I don't think it has the same energetic um, result as if you say it or as if you think it, because Facebook doesn't have the energy that we hold. Well, and I, I agree with you because I, I, I wonder about those things. I mean, it depends on the person, too. Like if it's a person that I know, because there's a lot of people on my Facebook I don't know um, really well. You know, I might have met them in passing or they listened to a show. But if it's someone I know and someone they're asking me to pray about their child or they're asking me, I will actually stop out of my day and I will... I will go into prayer. I will say a prayer for that child. I'll say a prayer. You know, I do a lot with children's cancer, childhood cancer, especially DIPG, which is fatal. So, you know, those things, like I will stop and pray. And, you know, I don't think it's the Facebook post that did it. I think it's me disconnecting right. from Facebook and then sending. And I always do my same little prayer. I'm going to share it with you. It's non-denominational. It's not anything. I say, you know, please, I'm sending all the energy healing I can and love and comfort and compassion for this child and their family. And that's it. Like, that's my simple thing. But my intention is to send what I can. Right. Right. And again, it's the power of the spoken word and the power of your thoughts going out there. And, you know, you're talking about affirmations. Um, I'll just tell you what I used to do and what worked for me. And I'll talk about drawing things to yourself. You know, affirmations are great, but in order for them to work, you have to realize that what you're asking for, you have to know that you will receive it. That's where faith comes in. And you have to know what it feels like when you would receive it. So for example, I used to drive to work and say, I sell houses like crazy or money flows immediately and constantly to me and I accept the abundance. I had to know that I could draw that business to myself. Now I was able to draw it to myself, but then I had to do the work. 
And I had to know what it felt like. I think that's the missing piece that people forget. What's it feel like when I did uh, sell that house and, and I did a good thing for the people that I helped and I did a good thing for myself because I made money. So it was a yin and a yang. There was a give and the take. Everybody, you know, every, everybody was happy in the end. So you have to know what that feels like on the inside. You can't just say, I sell houses like crazy and think that's going to work. It doesn't. You have to mean it and you have to have faith that know you'll re to know that you'll receive it, whatever your affirmation is. Okay. Well, and one of my little tricks that I used to teach my sales uh, staff when I worked in Beverly Hills, I would have them do these affirmations and they'd look at me and go like, say on your bananas. And I'd say, look, a couple things. Number one, when you do your affirmation, if you don't believe it, it's not going to work. And my little trick was to have them think of something positive, warm, loving. I would always think of my one goofy dog that I had in my 20s that I could not picture without smiling and feeling wonderful. Even now, I just laugh during it because just the thought of Misty does that for me. Um, so I would have them go, you know what? I sell, you know, I'm going to sell 100 homes this month or I'm going to get a GCI of two and a half million this year, whatever it was. And then I'd have them quickly slip been a, a picture in their head that made them feel wonderful. And I really think that that helped people move along that path a little bit faster to believing or at least, you know, creating something positive in there as opposed to like Sandra's full of bananas. Um, the other thing that I would share with my staff and I'm going to share with everybody today is that here's the thing about faith. Here's the thing about affirmations. Here's the thing about vision boards. Okay. They work, and you don't know they work until they work for you. And if at the end of the day, if at the end of your life, if at the end of everything, what did you really lose? Well, you lost a belief. You lost 50 bucks on, you know, 10 vision boards over 10 years. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, Nancy, when people argue with me about faith, I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers about vision boards and prayer. I just know they work and I just do them. But the answer that I gave, and it's funny because you mentioned it in the early part of the show and it really resonated with me. My life is better with faith. My life is better with vision boards. My life is better with affirmations. My life is better with saging my house. You can look at me like I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but here's the thing. I'm happy and I'm successful. So I found when I worked in Beverly Hills, I worked with some of the most powerful, successful people in the world, and a lot of them shared these same principles. Yes. They put They put their worries up to God, whoever God was to them, and they moved their feet. Right. You know, these right. aren't big concepts and they don't, they're not going to tank your life. If you make a vision board, you're not going to tank your life. If you do affirmations, you're not going to tank your life. You can only have positive results from them. Well, and you got to make it fun. You know, I made visualizations fun for myself. When I first started to do it, I would visualize a parking spot at the mall or wherever I was going up front. And I'll tell you what, it was awesome. I would drive up and there it would be every single time. And it was great. And then I started to visualize other things. Because once you can do a parking spot, you can do anything. Because we're actually little creators. So that's one way that the listeners listeners can start. I mean, just visualize something as simple as a parking spot up front and know that it'll be there for you. Just know with unwavering faith that it will be there for you. And it will be. I want everybody to try it and, and let me know how it goes. 
It is fun. I didn't use parking spaces. What I did was I did, I would stare at, I had a Blackberry at the time when I learned how to do this. So that kind of ages <laughs> me out, you know, from iPhone generation, that but I would look, I put my, yeah, <laughs> I put my Blackberry on my desk and I would look at it and I would say, you are calling me right now with a real estate deal, or you are calling me right now with an offer on my house. You are calling me right now because of the ad I ran. You know, and it was like, it felt so goofy. But once I got the hang of it, I am not kidding you, the phone would ring. I mean, it wouldn't ring that minute, but it rang more often than not. It rang, and the thing was, it made my work fun. So I started commanding my little Blackberry. I'm like, okay, I command thee now to, you know, bring me, you know, clients. It's like doing, but think about it. You were putting that intention out to the universe, yes, right? Yes, right. it was giving it energy. Yep, it wasn't Blackberry, you know, Blackberry, you know, they 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 weren't doing it for me. I was doing it. But because I like told you I have focus issues, you know, it was helpful for me to look at my Blackberry and do that. And now, you know, like I zap my iPhone, I do like the little bewitched fingers, a you know, but you can have fun with this. And why not? Why not? Why not have some fun in your business? Well, exactly. And it's interesting, you know, when I'm listening to you tell the story, it's it's not you that's doing it. It's the universe because it's your intention. It's your words. You're putting up out there to our creator and there the creator's responding to you. Isn't that interesting? It is. It is. And yeah. the thing that I love about so much of this stuff, Nancy, is, you know, when when you're an entrepreneur, like when I started my business, I was exiting out of Beverly Hills real estate and, and moving into my home here and rebuilding my life. There was not an extra dime. Like there was not an extra dime to be had. And so when I was printing stuff off of the internet to build my first vision board or buying like $15 worth of magazines, which almost killed me um, at the time, you know, we're not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars here. We're talking, you know, nothing. If you want to go to a thrift store and pick up a bunch of magazines or just print them out on the internet and cut them up. I mean, the things we're talking about today are perfect for the startup entrepreneur because they're free. Exactly. And the energy's free. And, you know, I used to take, and I still do it, I take like three by five cards. I'm so old fashioned when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I just write my affirmation on those three by five cards or a sticky note and I just stick it up there. Like I have one up here that says, I fulfill my destiny on my vision board. Oh, that's um, cool. I have one that says, I'm reading them to you now. One says, and this is one of my favorites every day is a new life to a wise person. So every time I find something cool like that, I stick it on my vision board. So I remember, you know, that's awesome. When I was building my business and going through my divorce and, you know, I had all these things and I had trouble focusing. I did the same thing as you. I wrote 30 little, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe 20 or 30 little index cards. And what I would do is I kept them by my bedside and religiously, I would read them all out loud before I went to bed and read them when I get up in the morning, because I really needed to not only brainwash myself into a better way of thinking, um, because anytime life beats you up, it's hard to just pop back up. So 
that was one of my little tricks. But it also sent a message to the universe what I was looking for. So grab a piece of paper, grab some index cards. Again, we're not talking rocket science. We're not talking breaking the bank. Write out your affirmations. Write out your wishes. Build your vision board. Set your intentions. And, you know, buy Nancy's book. I've got a copy of it here. Wake Up the Universe is Speaking to You. It is written so you can understand it. Thank you, Nancy, for making it easy to read and not too thick and just getting to the point. So uh, thank you, Nancy Yearout, for being my guest today for Coach Talk Radio. This is Sandra Beck. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio.